Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. We made it. It's the end of the week. So I am drinking, as always, Yingling. This time in a can, so no beer tornadoes today. Because I'm drinking out of a can. But let me know what you are drinking. Happy hour edition, Friday evening edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. These tend to be solo shows. Um, either Joe Solo or... We're often I'm solo, but we're going to have a good time. We're going to talk about a lot. And as you can see from the title, from the title of the broadcast, Max's COVID vaccine awakening. Ooh, spooky. Um, we're going to talk about that a little later. And that's something that uh, probably has been a long time coming. I don't know if, if, if people just thought I was just stuck in one mindset, but uh, from the very beginning, I said I was going to follow data, follow science and, and, be completely open to my mind being changed about certain things. And uh, yeah, my mind has been changed about a lot of things. So we're going to be talking about that in just a second. I'm going to remind everyone this podcast is sponsored by MyPillow. MyPillow, use promo code CD21, CD21, and you'll get up to 66% off at MyPillow.com. You see, all the shelves are bare. Biden's even today again saying that you might not get Christmas presents. Well, don't leave it up to chance. Don't risk your presence being stuck on a cargo ship somewhere in the Pacific Ocean. Get your Christmas presents from MyPillow and uh, and use promo code CD21 to get up to 66% off. So there's been a few things that have opened my eyes. Let's call it that way. Opened my eyes to the COVID vaccine. But before we get to that, I want to reiterate that I still wholeheartedly believe that the vaccine is right for some people. No, that's crazy. It's crazy. No, you hear me out. It's the same as every medication at the end of the medication. When you listen to the commercials, they list the side effects. Yeah. Everything can possibly kill you. I mean, there's not a single substance on this planet that won't kill someone or will kill all of us in certain amounts. But it's just like the end of those commercials, they list all the science, the side effects. And then they say, ask your doctor if, insert drug name, is right for you. And the COVID vaccine isn't any different. I mean, we've seen a lot of people have terrible, terrible reactions to it. We'll get to those in a minute. But there also is a subset of the population that if they get COVID, have a significantly higher chance of dying. We're not talking about 99.9% survival rate among these people. We're talking about people over the age of 65. The data shows now a year and a half, almost two years in, that those the people of that age group pose a significant have a significant risk of, of a fatal complication from COVID-19. People, as I've said on the show before, who look like they could be stars of my 600 pound life, the morbidly, morbidly, morbidly obese. Yes, if they get COVID, chances are they're not going to make it. So there are people if you have certain immunodeficiencies, right? But that's a decision that people should make with their doctors. And you should make the decision with your doctor whether or not it is right for you. Unfortunately, 
that's kind of been thrown out the window. And we've had people, we've had people just come out and say, oh, it's, it's for everyone. It's a one size fits all product. And it's very obvious that it isn't a one size fits all product product. It's very obvious that it is dangerous for many people. So taking all of those exceptions aside, what is very clear is that probably at this point for the majority of people, the COVID-19 vaccine is probably not the right fit. Now, why do I say that? Well, we know from the data now that the COVID-19 vaccine does not necessarily protect you from getting COVID. Yes, the data shows that if you get the vaccine and then you, <laughs> you get COVID, that you tend to have a less severe reaction, fine, but you still get COVID, you still spread COVID. So the idea of everyone getting vaccinated to stop them from getting the disease, stop them from spreading the disease, hasn't been borne out in the data. Hasn't been borne out in the data. And we also know that there are, albeit rare, but still a very significant risk. It's significant because it can kill you. A small percentage of the population, yes, if you get the COVID-19 vaccine, it can kill you. And, and there's no one doing that. <clears throat> it's, been, it's been crazy. Me sitting here watching the federal government just accepting that. Just declaring that for whatever reason, people are expendable. That's a that's very different than what we were talking about a year and a half ago. I mean, if you say that the vaccine's purpose is to save people, and simultaneously you're pushing through a policy that basically presents people as being expendable, as being cannon fodder, though it's okay if a, if a 30-something-year-old mother just dies spontaneously. That's okay. Even though the, the virus wouldn't have killed her, it's okay if it, we just kill her from the, with the vaccine. That's terrible. Absolutely terrible. So we're going to go through some of the things that have, so we call this the Max's vaccine awakening. And again, I still think it's right for some people, but the vast majority of people should not get this thing. So we're going to get into exactly what has opened my eyes. Because I said from the very beginning, I am more than welcome to look at data, right? And follow the data and make informed decisions. There's been a lot of stuff coming out. It's just impossible to ignore. So why don't, we head, why don't we go ahead and go to my screen, Mr. Producer. This is the news from the White House. The White House has been telling states to prepare for COVID vaccinations in young children. COVID vaccinations in young children. What are they, insane? I mean, come on. I, I don't want to get all sappy and say the kids are our future, but they are. They absolutely are. And it just, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to give kids this vaccine. It's, we First of all, we don't know what it's going to do to them. It's one thing to look at a 90-year-old and say, yeah, you live in one of Andrew Cuomo's nursing homes or a New York nursing home. If COVID enters the nursing home, you're not going to make it. Here, here's the vaccine. Yeah, it could have long-term side effects, but in fairness, it's not going to matter because you're 90. 90-year-olds don't actually care about a 30-year side effect of a vaccine. It's just, it's true. When you look at people who are over the life expectancy, beyond the life expectancy, the average life expectancy of an American male or female, they aren't looking at the same long-term effects. So yes, in those situations, the COVID vaccine, yes, it could absolutely wreak havoc on their body, 
but it is a lesser evil. I mean, that's all what medicine is. It's it's a balancing act. That's why when again, when you listen to those commercials, every life-saving medication, you start actually listening to side effects. You know where they hire the voiceover actor who reads as fast as he as he freaking can? The the medications designed to save your life, listen to the symptoms, they almost always have like sudden death as a symptom. So it's always a risk. Everything is always a risk. It's about trying to get as much good with as little bad. It's that balancing act. It's the scales. And what is very obvious is in children, you cannot tell me that the vaccine is safer than the virus. You can't. You can't say it. One, you don't have the long-term studies. You cannot possibly say that it is safe for children 20, 30, 40 years down the down the line. You just can't. You cannot say that. And two, COVID-19 among children, it's almost, I mean, you round up, you round the fatality rate down, it's practically 0%. It's practically 0%. And yes, some kids do die from COVID and it's heartbreaking. I'm not, I'm not trying to belittle any heartbreak like that. It is absolutely a tragedy. But statistically, it rounds down to zero. So how can you possibly look at this and say that, that this brings you out on top? So among the many things, I put this on the podcast, this was a huge eye-opener for me. This came from the BBC, from the JCVI, that is the body in the UK that kind of governs uh, immunization, vaccine, safety, and stuff like that. What are the benefits and risks of children taking the vaccine? I've covered this before, but I'll say it again. So when you give a million kids their first dose, a million kids their first dose, it's going to save two kids from being sent to the intensive care unit, the ICU. No, sure, two kids. And, and this is where... If, if it had zero side effects, then that would be absolutely fabulous, right? Because the ICU, are that's where most people end up having fatal outcomes with the virus. Hospitalizations alone, you don't just go to the hospital and die. It tends to be people who go on a ventilator in the ICU. So if it had no side effects, fine. Save two lives. Maybe it's worth it per million doses. It stops 87 people from being admitted to the hospital. But the risk, the risk to those kids between 3 and 17 will get myocarditis. And that's something we've explained on the podcast before. That is inflammation around the heart muscle. And when, when you get a bad case of myocarditis, your chances of surviving longer than five years after diagnosis is 50-50. Coin flip odds. How can you possibly say that saving two kids from the ICU is worth giving 17 kids myocarditis. Remember, this is per million doses. California has like six and a half million kids, school-age kids. So you're talking about giving 250 kids myocarditis potentially in California with their mandate in order to save 12 of them from the ICU, 11 of, uh, 13 of them from the ICU. It makes no sense. And then you look at the bottom. The second dose, so if you give that same million kids a second dose, you're going to prevent 0.16 people from going to the ICU. That is not a n- number, right? It, it's, that's, it might as well be zero. 
You're going to prevent six people from going to the ICU, but you're going to give those same million kids another 12 to 34 of them myocarditis, a disease that, yes, will kill 50% of them within one year if it gets severe. So, I mean, what the hell are we talking about here? It's one thing to say that the 95-year-old should get the vaccine. It's That's one thing, because they don't have to worry about 30-year long-term effects. It's a completely different thing in the state of California to say we are going to give 250 kids, potentially, myocarditis, inflammation around the heart, in order to save 13 of them from going to the ICU. That doesn't make any sense. And the data is right there. Unfortunately, we have to get the data from the UK because the CDC won't publish this data. They won't show it and realize this is one side effect. This is one side effect of the vaccine on children. There are many others. This is absolutely heartbreaking. I read this yesterday. And it broke my heart. Got to put up my screen. This is a VAERS entry. This is a mother who added this VAERS entry for her child. 16-year-old boy in California. He was vaccinated on April 3rd, 2021. And he, he died on April 30th, 2021. 27 days after vaccination. I want to read what happened to this boy diagnostic lab data he said she said he had no previous symptoms i was with him one hour before my assistant saw him 20 minutes prior and he did not show any irregularities my son died while taking his math class on zoom we are waiting for the autopsy because doctors did not find anything he was a healthy boy he had a good academic index he wanted to be a civil engineer he was the best thing in my life he was the best thing in my life. This is a 16-year-old boy who got the vaccine and 27 days later dropped dead in the middle of a Zoom class, uh, online e-learning. He wasn't out doing something crazy. He wasn't doing daredevil stuff. He was just sitting at a computer doing his e-learning, his school online, dropped dead. It's heartbreaking. Now, I, I got to say, with VAERS, VAERS is, is kind of a mixed bag because there's a lot of fake entries in VAERS. There are. I've gone through it, and I've I've been reading tons of different VAERS entries, and there are fake ones, like ones that are like the name of the person is Mickey Mouse. It's like very clearly fake. It's a felony, by the way. Don't do that. Don't, don't file a false entry into VAERS. But with VAERS, with this case at least, we don't know what happened to him because this was filed before there was an autopsy. And when, obviously, any fatal report does get investigated, it's supposed to get investigated by the CDC, FDA, other authorities. But they don't actually edit any of the listings afterwards. So if something is put in there and it's determined not to be vaccine-related, it isn't taken down. And if something is determined to be vaccine-related, it isn't, like, changed to make people know that it was confirmed, right? We don't know. This is the adverse event reporting system. It is not an official record. And that's why VAERS records can be a little messy because we, we don't know what the ultimate findings was. That was they 
put this together back in July. But just the risk alone should be enough to give us all pause. Should be enough to give us all pause. People saying, what do you do if you've already had the vaccine? Um, one thing, I'm obviously I'm not a doctor, so you should make sure you can consult with your doctor. One of the things that have been recommended uh, to prevent against some kind of clotting issues would be taking like a baby aspirin. That's not a complete fix, but that's something that gen generally is not harmful and can prevent your blood from, um, keep your blood a little thinner so it doesn't clot up and, and you don't stroke out. But this this listing is it's heartbreaking. And I don't know any, how anyone can see that heartbreaking VAERS listing and still confirm that it's a good idea to give 16-year-old kids the vaccine. I, I I don't get it. I, I don't. I, one, I don't understand why they force this kid to get the vaccine or they encourage this kid to get the vaccine if he's taking online classes. He wasn't even in person learning. So you can't say, oh, well, we want to make sure we don't spread the virus in schools. He was he was in person learning. And I'm looking at Pan Jam in the comment section saying that their deadline is 1282. They're a remote worker. Why does a remote worker need to get vaccinated? Who, someone who just works in their house. It's insane. It's insane. This mandate, people are going to die. And the government just doesn't care. It's one thing if someone goes into this and decides and says, I'm going to get this vac vaccine. Because it's the same deal with every other medication, right? Consult your doctor before deciding whether such and such is right for you. Consult the side effects. People who make a decision based on informed consent, they own the consequences. That's completely different than having the government force something on you that kills you. The other case, hugely eye-opening. Go back to my screen. This is We talked about this on the show before too. Jessica Berg Wilson. Jessica Berg Wilson beautiful woman by all the things I've read, very kind, very loving. She had decided not to get vaccinated. She said, it's not for me. The risks aren't worth it. Even if I get COVID, the symptoms will be mild. It's just not mild. It's just not worth the risk. She said her school then said, well, if you don't get vaccinated, you cannot continue to volunteer as a room parent for your children at school. You can't be part of your children's education in the classroom. That's where people like show up for parties and birthday parties and field trips and things like that and volunteer, give the teacher an extra set of hands. So she ultimately relented, got the vaccine, and now she's dead. Confirmed. 100% confirmed. COVID-19 vaccine-induced thrombotic thrombocytopenia, VITT. She's dead. And when her, when her obituary originally came out, when her obituary originally came out, Twitter <laughs> Twitter censored it. Twitter censored it and said, you're not allowed to share this information. As if it's better for some people just to die. I mean, th that's the narrative that's emerging. Oh, we know it's going to kill some people, but we don't want other people to know it's going to kill some people because we have... I'm not we, I'm talking as if I'm a government government employee. The government employees have just set aside a number that is an acceptable casualty list. It's almost like they're playing chess 
And they don't care how many pawns they lose. And we're all the pawns. Or as I said earlier, it's a cannon fodder. That it's just acceptable that a certain number of these people are just going to die. And that's just going to happen. And they're okay with it. That's our government now. That's, that's big tech trying to cover up this. I'm going to get to more of these instances in a second. But got to take a quick break and remind you that this podcast is sponsored by AirMed Care Network, the premier insurance plan to cover you and your family should any of you ever need to be airlifted to a hospital for a medical emergency. You don't get to decide when an emergency strikes. You don't get to decide how you go to the hospital. And it's not just people who fall off the side of a mountain or, I don't know, wander off into the desert who need to get airlifted. A lot of times people need to get airlifted in the suburbs when there's a, when there's a pileup on the highway or in the cities when there's construction or really bad really bad traffic. And it can cost upwards of 60 grand. And that was before Biden inflation. So don't let this risk your family's financial future. Sign up with Aramaic Care Network and they're going to make they're going to cover you for just $85 for one year and that covers your whole household. It's less if you're a senior citizen. It works out to be less per year if you buy 3 or 5 years at a time. And when you sign up and use the code in our description, you go to airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily, and then use promo code daily, they're going to give you up to $50 back in the form of an e-gift card. It's free money. So again, go to airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily to get up to $50 back. This was another, this was another really uh, eye-opening case where you, where you see that the powers that be do not want the side effects getting out. Go ahead, go to my screen, Mr. Producer. Brandon Goodwin. He was on the Atlanta Hawks NBA basketball team last year. Brandon, Brandon Goodwin had to end his season prematurely due to what was being called a minor respiratory condition. But it turns out, no, it, the vaccine gave him blood clots. So he couldn't, he couldn't play. His, his whole career might be over. We don't know yet. He admitted this. While live streaming his video games, I guess that's what he does in his spare time, he admitted it on stream that not only did the vaccine cause blood clots that led to terrible back pain, but that the NBA tried to stop him from talking about it. Again, he's expendable. Everyone is expendable. You know who isn't expendable? Anthony Fauci. He gets the National Geographic documentary about him. He's too important, right? You, you're expendable. Everyone's expendable. And it's weird to say this because there still are some people that the vaccine makes sense for. There still are. But you can't just say, damn the science, damn the medicine, we're going to give it to everyone. <laughs> I mean, people are taking medications right now that put them at an, a higher risk for blood clots. Right? A higher risk for these other, these other side effects. And the government hasn't read their medical charts. The government hasn't read their medications or their pre-existing conditions to decide whether or not it's safe for them. Lots of people, I mean, some people are going to get a medical exemption from this mandate and they're going to be able to do it by going to a doctor. You know how many people don't know what's going on in their body? You know how many people haven't been to a doctor in years and have an underlying condition they don't even know about? A ton. And the government doesn't care. The government's just going to force the needle into their arm. And if they die, they die fine. Because Joe Biden has already bought half a billion doses. There's not half a billion Americans. There's not. So he's giving them away to other countries. And now they're coming after the kids too. Because when you've already paid for something, you got to use it. 
You don't want to let it just go to waste. So damn the medicine, damn the side effects. They don't care because you're expendable. As always, this should be a private decision. I want the Joe Biden from last year who said, we're not going to do vaccine mandates. Where'd that Joe Biden go, huh? Gone, as my son would say. My son would say, he's gone, daddy. He's gone. Yeah, he is gone. No, it... Something's got to give. You can't just mandate something that will kill people. Is that the world we want to live in? I mean, it's one thing to say that you have to sign up to go to war as for selective service, right? That's one thing. And every male in this country has had to sign up for selective service. It's the draft when they turn 18. Otherwise, they lose access to certain government programs, privileges. For example, you wouldn't be able to get a Pell Grant in college if you hadn't already signed up for selective service. That is something that the government claims they have the right to do to you that can kill you, right? The government claims that in a time of emergency, they can conscript you, send you off to war, and yeah, you might die. I cannot think of any other government power where they claim the right to just kill a bunch of people and that that's just okay. I don't remember signing up for vaccination selective service. And that's the deal. When you sign up for selective service, you cede your right, your liberty, not to go to war. You're basically signing up, signing on the dotted line. You never ceded your right to bodily autonomy. You never did it. And nowhere in the Constitution will you find that the federal government was given an enumerated power to inject you with something. It does not exist. The fact that you've gone your entire life without ever having to ask Tony Fauci for permission to shove something into your arm tells you that that is your right. You decide what goes in. Lots of people made stupid mistakes. They get hooked on drugs, right? Or they drink way too much sugary drinks and there are consequences. And that's part of living in a free society. You have the right to destroy your life if you want to. You do. Now, obviously, there are certain drugs that are illegal because they have societal consequences. But if you want to pump yourself full of sugary sodas until you're as big as a house, go for it. It's stupid, but go for it. I mean, do we want to live in a world where the government comes in and, and calorie counts? Because that's a similar power. How is that any different than the government saying you must inject this into your body? The government declaring they have the right to decide what goes in, what must go in. How is that any different than the government deciding, oh, well, we, we think you are thinking a little bit too much for yourself. You got yeah, take some mind-altering drugs. I mean, this is conspiracy stuff. It's crazy, but it's the same power that Joe Biden is claiming for himself. The right to decide what goes into your body, even if it kills you. People have died from taking this mandated vaccine. Again, that is a different story than people who decide willingly to take it for themselves after researching it and having informed consent. There's a big difference. Because ultimately, if you look at it, you decide, hey, I'm, I'm going to do this. I think it's right for me. And you're wrong. It's on you. But you can't sue the government. No, 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 no. The government doesn't have any liability. And Joe goes on this all the time. 
Vaccine manufacturers don't have any liability in this. If your business forces you to get vaccinated and it kills you or it it injures you to the point where you can't work anymore, they're not going to pay you. That's why the pilots don't want to take it. Because if they throw a clot, they could die. Or if they develop a clotting condition, they could be stripped of, they had their pilot's license stripped from them and they'll never fly again. And do you think that Southwest, United, American are going to pay them for forcing them to do something? No. No, you're not going to get workers' comp. No, I mean, OSHA has suspended the requirement that businesses record adverse reactions to the vaccine. So there's not even any recording of this. They've suspended the enforcement. They've suspended the enforcement of COVID vaccine adverse reactions leading to workplace industry in injuries. That is a fact. This is insanity. And this is coming from someone who is generally very pro-vaccine. That's somewhere that me and Joe are very different on. I'm generally very pro-vaccine, but I'm very pro-vaccine on vaccines that have a long track record. And again, I still think this is right for some people. But it is not a one-size-fits-all. It is not a universal solution. It just isn't. And it's obvious that it isn't. I want to play a clip real quick. I found this very enlightening. This is... um. This is put together by an outfit called Red Voice Media. And whoever did this did an excellent job. But it is a video showing how the narrative over how effective the vaccine is has been changing. So, Mr. Producer, let's go ahead and, and play this Fauci video. Vaccines that are really quite effective. The mRNA vaccine, highly effective, extraordinarily efficacious, 94 to 95 percent for mild to moderate disease and virtually 100 percent efficacious. Because the real world effectiveness is even more impressive than the results of the clinical trial.
highly effective. Very well done. And for everyone listening to the audio version, I apologize. Basically, um, every every beat, they were showing an article title with a lower and lower percentage effective rate for the vaccine. Started at 100, and by the time it ended, it got down to 20% effective. I thought that that was, that was very well done. And it shows that the data changes. What we've also seen is that the interested parties have no interest, have no desire to admit that the data changes. I mean, (laughs) Fauci's response is always, well, the science changes, the science changes. But notice when the science changes the other way, they just ignore it. And they wait for something to come out that actually shows that they're right. Because they're not actually scientists. They're propagandists, right? They're not, you cannot be a scientist if you're not willing to at least admit you're wrong sometimes. I mean, that's part of science, being wrong. You look at Thomas Edison. Thomas Edison, when they asked Thomas Edison, what about all the times he failed? He said, no, I didn't fail 100 times. I just discovered 100 100 ways not to invent a light bulb. That's science. You learn from failures. But if if you refuse to even acknowledge the failures, you can never learn from it. And that's where we're at now. Ray says I need to keep sipping my yingling. (laughs) No, they're not getting warm, Ray. They're still cold. I have a very, very good fridge, so they stay cold through the hour. No problem. But I should get a fridge. That's a great idea up here. I should get a fridge. I'm I'm ordering a humidor so uh, so I can keep some of the cigars from our friends at Liberty Cigars. Remind you about that. Liberty Cigars, a Patriot-based company, proud sponsor of the show. You see right there, when you go to LibertyCigars.com and use promo code BEFREE, B-E-F-R-E-E, BEFREE, you're going to get a free cigar on every order over $76. Not just a free cigar, it's going to be a free Benedict Arnold cigar. You see, their whole deal is that they have patriotic, history-themed cigar lines. So they have the Commander Series, Founder Series, President Series. They have different cigars named after different presidents, different founding fathers. So not just is it a great smoke, but it's also a little history lesson. So don't get something for your friends or family for a holiday season that's going to get stuck on a boat somewhere. Order from our friends at LibertyCigars.com. And again, when you use promo code BEFREE, they're going to give you a free Benedict Arnold cigar. Perfect gift for that traitorous liberal friend of yours or just a friend this holiday season. So again, go ahead and check that. You can take that down. So yeah, I got to get a humidor right here. I, I I keep putting it in my shopping cart. I keep forgetting to actually check out humidor. Got to get a nice little fridge. <laughs> maybe maybe some people maybe a wine fridge. I don't know. Lots of things I need to get here one day. One day. So yeah, so we, we've gone through most of it of what I want to get through today. But the, the whole point. And the reason we call this my vaccine awakening, again, I'm just going to say out front, it's still the right choice for some people, but that's the key word, choice. Choice. There are people out there that have a very high likelihood of dying if they get COVID-19. That 
balancing act might make sense for them, but it should be their choice. You can't just take a universal one-fits-all approach when you know it's going to kill some people. You can't do it. And this is where you guys got to wake up. Lots of people in the comment section saying that they're coming after your jobs. It, it's Listen, I can't make the decision for you. I can't. There are some people who are going to be in a position where they can't fight it. They're not in a financial position to be able to afford to go on unemployment. Maybe they've been unemployed for so long last year, finally got a job. Now they're at risk of losing it. That's going to be up to you to make that decision. But what I would tell you is that there has never been a point in our history where workers have had more power than right now. The reason that we had a record number of, of employees quit last month is because they have power. There is a worker shortage right now. And we played um, Old Man Cruz earlier, which if you are wondering why the audio version of the podcast hasn't gotten out yet, is because Phil and Phil and producer Zach, everyone in the comment section say, good job, Zach. Zach still has to edit that <laughs> because Old Man Cruz went on a on an F-bomb laden tirade. But Old Man Cruz was basically rallied his workers. And when they all got told to get the vaccine, they started walking off and they said, whoa, 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 never mind. We're just kidding. So that's the other part of this. You have more power as a worker than ever if you stand together. And yet, maybe some of you will lose your job. Maybe. Yeah. It's entirely possible. If you have more of an unskilled job or, or something that's more easily replaced, probably. If you have a, an actual skill, like a, like a welder or something like that, you'll get a new job. Absolutely. Or you might even win the fight when the company realizes that it can't afford to lose you. But know that you will, <laughs> the job market has never before, at least in my lifetime, been this favorable for workers. You have tons of leverage. You do. So don't let them scare you into getting a shot. It should be your decision. It should be your decision made in consult with your doctor, your family, whoever. And for many of you, it probably won't be worth it. The juice won't be worth the squeeze. I mean, just today, earlier, I, I mentioned that what a lot of doctors are recommending for patients who have already got the vaccine, who have a history of, of heart conditions, that you take a baby aspirin. Just a, as, a, as an insurance, just in case you develop a clotting issue. Well, the FDA today said you shouldn't take baby aspirin unless you have a, a, a family history of heart disease or, or personal history of heart disease. So, I mean, even things change, even something like baby aspirin, they're now saying could be too dangerous for you. If it's too dangerous to give just a regular person with no history of a heart attack baby aspirin, then where the hell do they get off mandating the vaccine for everyone? Can't do it. So this is a decision that you're all going to have to make. And just know that me, Joe, everyone here, we're all going to support you through this. And any way we can, we're going to help you. If you choose to make that fight, I mean, we talked to Tiana today, early on in the first edition of the show, and she said that they're firing her. Well, she works retail, it sounded like. She went from cashier to assistant manager. She's going to get a new job. She will. She might have to get a job at a store that doesn't have over 100 employees, but they are really hurting for retail workers. If you've been to any stores lately, I mean, it's to the point now where corporate employees, corporate workers are now working the behind the counter at McDonald's. There's a severe labor shortage. Now, part of me thinks that 
that they're they're actually creating that to justify more immigration. I think that's probably true. But just know you you've never had more leverage than you do now. And do not allow them to force something on you that can kill you because yes, if you die it's it's final. It's finite. There's no coming back from it. You can't unskin that cat. But just know the government doesn't care. They're making a decision, literally not caring. They claim to be trying to save as many lives as possible, and they're simultaneously issuing an order that they know will kill people. It's unethical. It's unjust. It's 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 just wrong. Tyrannical. It's every word in the book. If you're not going to fight against it, who who will? And this is why you have to start fighting now. Because if if you don't organize within your companies and you don't coordinate to fight back, they're going to start picking people off one by one by one, getting them to get vaccinated. And all of a sudden, you're going to wait until the very end and you're going to realize that you're standing alone. That's what they're hoping to get to. That's what they're hoping to get to. So you got to fight back now. You got to fight with everything you got because there really is no coming back from this. So yeah, this is my vaccine awakening. It's it's kind of a little bit of a of a of a, a little exaggerated headline because from the very beginning I said if I will follow the signs, I'll follow the antidotes and I will make a decision. I guess some people maybe just thought I was just lying. But I'm no I'm no stooge. I'm no like pro pharma stooge. There's lots of people out there that truly believe in big pharma as if it's some kind of like cult they really do they bow down at the altar of, of the pharmaceutical companies it's disgusting it really is but you got to keep fighting and we're going to continue to support you we're going to continue to shed light on it and this, you know what's crazy this this show of me of me being like the most open-minded one on this this is probably what's going to get us banned on Facebook. No, knowing my luck, this is what's going to get us banned on Facebook. It's kind of like how when we talked about Eric Coomer the first time, and I'm like, well, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. It, it's alleged. If this is true, it would be terrible. I use all that language. That didn't do me any good. Eric Coomer still named me top of mind when they asked him about all the fringe right-wing commentators. So this is probably what's going to get us taken down off of Facebook. And if it does, make sure that you fi- follow us on all of our different platforms. Right? I haven't actually named the platforms. The list is growing. We got DLive, obviously. Shout out to the DLive crew. We got Rumble. Rumble's growing. Rumble gets, we get more people on Rumble when it gets shared on Joe's Telegram, obviously, but Rumble is big. Conservative daily.com, that's our fallback. That is our castle. That's our Helm's Deep, if you like the Lord of the Rings books or series. That's where we go when we lose everything else. So make sure you follow us at conservative daily.com. Make sure you create a username too. Very important. When you go to conservative-daily.com, make a username so that you can comment if you watch us there. Obviously, we're in tons of different places. We're on Clout Hub. We're on Frank Speech. So make sure you follow us all there. And the best way to follow us in all these places is by joining our text alert system. You can do that by texting the word freedom to 89517. 89517. It's easy. Takes you a minute. And I promise we're not going to spam you. Like, I love Mike Lindell. I love Frank's speech, but I've been getting way too much text from them lately. <laughs> Not about what's going to be on their show, but just like the different specials. There have been some days I've gotten like three or four texts from them about my pillow stuff. I prob I promise 
I promise that we will not do that to your to your text inbox. We will just send you two a day, morning, afternoon, letting you know what the show is about and letting you know the links of where you can find us. So make sure you do that. Text the word freedom to 89517 if you haven't already. And you have to join our email newsletter. Got to do that. You can go to join.conservative-daily.com or you can use the link in the description. Sign up for our email newsletter. Again, I promise not going to spam you. I'm not into that. I don't have enough time to spam you. <laughs> so do that. Also going to remind you that we are, we do have another sponsor that I want to mention. Another sponsor, and that is our friends over at The Reawakening. This is a new document, documentary that's going to be coming out next month. And when you use the promo code in the description, you're going to get a great deal. You're going to get 10% off. You're going to get entered into the running for VIP, VIP tickets for one of the events. And you're also going to get entered into the running to meet General Mike Flynn. It's a no-brainer. So again, go to the link in the description and pre-order your your version, uh, your copy of Reawakening. I mean, not copy. It's probably going to be digital, but I, I guess pre-order it. Promo code CD21, you'll save 10%. So yeah, that's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. Keep it a little short. We all got places to go. It's Friday evening. But I know lots of people are happy that I've had the vaccine awakening. I'm one of you now, but I still... I still believe it generally in vaccines, but in terms of COVID vaccine, I am one of you. Hopefully, if you'll have me, if you'll have me, that'd be it for this edition of the conservative daily podcast. If you like the podcast, check out all the links in the description, please do sign up for our, our Apple podcasts. If you can, that's the way that we climb up in the rankings. So we need your help to do it. Sign up for Apple podcasts. You can do it. Even if you don't have an Apple device, you can download iTunes on your windows computer, create an Apple ID and give us a five-star review there. Easy. Please do that if you can. Check out all the links in the description. My name is Max McGuire. Have a great weekend, everyone. Remember, the fight to take back our country is not over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stamp and fight together.